0: Welcome to a new episode with ideas and insights. Find the strategies, tactics and tools for your success in your initiative, project and campaign. You are listening to the IdeaCast with your host Tom Wittig. Welcome back to another uh, new episode, and uh, this is another episode in the series about data protection, data privacy, consent management, and so on. And as always in this series, I would like to welcome Andrea Willemin, our expert uh, in this area and uh, andrea and i discussed what would be a good topic right now Um, there are constantly new news coming in about new regulations but today we want to talk about consent what is it what does it mean how to obtain it how to use it uh, what to do if somebody's changing their mind and so on and that leads us to many uh, interesting aspects Uh, again as as always um, this is not really a legal advice so if you uh, need a legal advice, you need to, uh, of course, engage a lawyer and an attorney to make sure that your particular website is uh, meeting the standards. But what we want to do in this podcast is share more the the general topics and also share some best practices of what we see from uh, our work with clients. So Andrea, welcome back again.
1: Oh, thank you. Hi. Hello, Thomas. Very nice to be here again today talking about consent and uh, as you said we have now new uh, implementation from uh, EDPb about that so it's let's start today with the basic terms and then you can complete uh, our last podcast about that and uh, in the other one uh, we can go deeper in the in, mm-hmm. in this one because uh, we have lot to talk about no it's a very nice team
0: yeah, you mentioned something, actually, this as of this week, there was a new legislation in Brazil. I think that, um, this is a big step forward. Um, I think we should probably dedicate almost a full episode on that, no? so that people understand what that actually means. Because that is important for, for companies here in Europe, as well, of course, predominantly the companies who are um, active in Brazil and the Brazilian companies and organizations. No?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Very nice.
0: Okay, um, talking a little bit about consent, from your perspective, what, what are the key points when, when you talk to clients about consent? What does it mean?
1: Yeah, what, what, the, what does it mean is the most important, because it's very confused sometimes, understand well this, uh, this term. But the consent of data subject means that any freely given specific informant and an ambiguous indication of the data subjects wish by which he or she uh, uh, be uh, uh, and give he uh, affirmation action. It's a, a clear affirmation action that they or uh, he or she wants this. So uh, it's very important there that uh, the agreement to the processing of personal data relating to he or her. It it needs to be clear. And uh, we need to understand there uh, that it's one of the meaning from the EU law as a lawful basis. It's just one of them. And the consent, it's not the most strict one, but for websites, for general advices or things like that, it's the easiest one for asking and people can give and can take off it very uh, lightly, you know. It's something that uh, don't have a very very strong legal uh, but uh, it's very important to be done. So, in a website, when I want to announce some treatment with my personal data I need to ask for the consent and this consent needs to be clear no? and the, the other people that needs to understand that there are an agreement about that that the data will be processed by this term and uh, it's a point for them oh mm. okay I'm now I understand that something will be do. Uh, uh, with my data. So it's very important, no?
0: Yeah. So um, I think the the key points here is that you have to actively give your consent, right? So you cannot just assume that a visitor, for example, to your website or your e-commerce shop has given consent. You need to actually actively get the consent, which means they have to perform some kind of action. So um, explicitly agree to um, the data capture, the data storage, and agree to the data privacy policy, which is, I, I think, a, a key point. So uh, a company needs to have that data policy on the website visible and accessible in the first place. No? Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's obviously a key point. And when I look at some of the websites, uh, it's sometimes not so easy to find the data Um, policy so that would be a good starting point to implement that in the first place (coughs) and uh, correct me if I'm wrong but um, consent means not only visiting the website but it goes further than that it's for example when you go to a website and you fill out the contact form you you also have to be asked to actively give consent for this particular act of um, interacting with the business in other words the business needs my Consent that they can store my personal data uh, for the purpose of responding to a question. Right? So just, that's how really specific it, it needs to be. No?
1: Yeah, it's the it's all the the importance. Uh, why it's so important? No, because when you are asking your consent, uh, the user now uh, of the use of this data, the owner of the data, the data subject. Uh, the company will be able to collect and process this data. So it's an agreement from both of parts that, oh, okay, I'm agree with you company that you are using, then you are taking my data, collecting it and processing it. It's not just to see your website, it's also to process this. But each consent, it depends what kind of consent you are asking for, could be an implicit consent or an explicit consent and for some cases I need to be clear when I ask the consent what I will be doing with this kind of data, even if it are specifically data as uh, uh, if you are treating with sensitive data or other kinds of treatment, specific kinds of treatment, ask a specific consent, no? Oh, now uh, I'm using our information, for some kinds of treatment, uh, then also I need specifically consents. So we need to see what kind of treatment we were done to this data, what will be the use of these data that we are collecting. So we can decide what kind of consent I will asking about my data subject mm-hmm. in my website, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. I think one, one other interesting aspect is um, in some legislation so in uh, let's say some legal requirements for some countries it, it is said explicitly that um, the, the visitor of a website has to be able to visit the website even if they don't give the consent. That's an interesting point right if you think about it that's a really also a technical requirement you need to implement something. Where they can use the website, but you need to make sure that no personal information is actually captured or being used later on. No? That's, I think, probably the the biggest question mark that a lot of organizations have right now: how to do it. No?
1: Yeah, and it, technically, it's the most difficult. No, because sometimes why how provide uh, that my visitor comes to my website to visit it and i don't have to capture any data and how do you do it No. Mm-hmm. and uh, if he says one question very important also is sometimes when we put the announcement for the consent the consent and he say not yes and no he stay there and uh, don't choose one or other you know option for the consent mm-hmm. and in this case, they are visiting us, but he said no, and he say, he said not no and not yes. So we don't really don't know what to do. And uh, some legislation say that okay, in this case, you don't, you can take it by yes or you can take it by no. Mm-hmm. Most countries now are saying that it's a no, so you can't take any consent and and you can't capture any data. And the other legislation say that if they don't know anything, they don't say anything, so in this case it's a yes, you can capture it. So it's also, a, uh, you need to be very uh, in way the with the legislation of the country that you are working, because it could be different meanings of interpretation. Mm-hmm. And for me, if they don't say yes, it's a no. <laughs> You need to understand that if the client comes to a website, they wants to uh, he wants to see it. But if they don't say yes, because for me consent it's a clear expression. You can't take a consent and say, oh, I understand it's a consent because they continue in my website. They and no, it's no because it's a freely given, and uh, they need to say yes uh, in a, some way. But in other case. Cases when he sees see nothing about the consent, but he continues in website for longer, or he works, for example, and he put his data in a formula or something like that. Then you can convert it for a consent in mm-hmm. some way, or asking again, or he asking, no. Uh, but it's a it's not very clear in what moment and what to do with this kind of data sometimes because he came again and uh, you don't know that he came again because you, you simply uh, erase all the data that you had in the first time he visited your website and didn't say yes or no. Yeah? Mm-hmm so it's a it's a very good point that you yeah. Mentioned. but also yeah.
0: another practical example is uh, how to get consent for newsletter no? because many organizations want to build up their newsletter list for newsletter marketing and the, the question is what is a good practice so here in, in most of legislations here in europe uh, basically the rule is that you need to have a double opt-in. No? So it does not it's not sufficient just to say, okay, enter your email address and then we'll bombard you with information. They actually have to enter it and explicitly check the checkbox that they want to receive information. And the reason why it's called double opt-in is you get a confirmation email and then you need to confirm again a second time, yep, yes, I want to receive information. Only then... Um, the double opt-in is actually complete. Uh, And then even then uh, you need to give people the opportunity to change their preferences or Practically speaking, unsubscribe from a newsletter, for example. No? So you you don't really own the consent for a lifetime. In other words, as a provider, you need to be prepared that somebody is revoking the consent, and then you have to respond to that accordingly. No? It's typically automated, but an important point. No?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's what uh, are very difficult now. For example, because in Europe we are clear about what to do with the consent. Here in Brazil, for example, we stay in this, it's for us, it's not very clear, because we, are, we have different laws, and uh, these different laws, for this moment, prices moment, we can say that the we need a double checking or something like that, because you can sometimes use also something that, uh, uh, what I said, it's a legitimate interest, no, uh, to use the to, to use this kind of data. And uh, oh, it's my consumer before I I I've been sending him emails for e- forever,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, uh, I can continue or so not. Even they don't put a uh, opt in in my second control. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really know for here for Brazil. It's it's uh, it's too new yet this kind of uh, discussion because our law is not very very clear so uh, for me uh, when we are looking for gdpr it's clear that you need a double consent Mm -hmm. for this kind of information and also because you need to be or you can opt to be out very fast also if you want to change something you gave no before, mm-hmm. so uh, we need to understand that when we are dealing now with LGPD, these kind of details we didn't have yet. So mm-hmm. it's very nice okay. that okay. you bring this just, point.
0: Just to mention for everybody, when you say LGPD, uh, okay. I think it has a it's an acronym for a wonderful word, a, a word from a Brazilian Portuguese language. Né? Can you say <laughs> for everybody what it means, LGPD?
1: Uh, LGBT, uh, uh, it's the Brazilian law no? uh, for our Brazilian law uh, for data protection. No, mm-hmm. and, uh, in Brazil it means Lei Geral de Proteção de Dados. so no? it's uh, uh, just the, the letters from mm-hmm. the law, and uh, for this new law that uh, it's not. Uh, uh, that uh, from Brazil, it's not clear yet how to use the consent as it clears for the European law, there are GDPR. no? So Mm -hmm. we have GDPR in Europe and here in Brazil we have LGPD.
0: So maybe before we come to the conclusion, um, just another observation, uh, which I think is also a good topic for us moving forward. Um, The question is always, how can companies cope with that, right? Um, And what I see right now is when clients contact me and ask me to look at their website, many, many of them still have the pop-up banner that basically says, oh, by the way, we're using cookies. By browsing this website, you agree to the cookie. That is actually not the standard anymore, right? Uh, I think we still have some kind of grace period in many countries, but... um, uh, officially speaking, this is not really uh, a way of becoming compliant and that gave, I think, a new way for a whole new industry of the so-called consent management platforms that um, we are, for example, implementing for our clients right now, right? And the consent management platform basically means that you have a system where you can actively manage the consent. So you can make sure that if somebody is not giving the consent or giving not giving consent for specific technologies, uh, for example, they say, okay, we, okay, if you capture our basic data, but I don't want my data to be captured for Google, LinkedIn, or uh, Facebook, Facebook, for example, then you need to make sure that they are excluded, for example, um, and you cannot build, for example, retargeting lists based on their information. That's really what it means. So I think this this whole point about consent management platforms and consent optimization, that is a kind of a logical next step for us in, in our podcast episodes here in future.
1: It's very interesting because uh, how I can show if the client asking me what we did with his of her data and where or in for what you you can use it so mm. to prove that in some way that uh, it, it is used as he, the client asked for so if this kind of platform it is very useful for for uh, this kind of uh, uh, compliance No, so it's it's perfect and without this me. Uh, it's very difficult how you can do the proof that you you use only for what you say that you are thought about that. So uh, it's n- very important topic for us mm-hmm. and that you can go further because you have uh, different ways and lots of terms that need to be uh, put in the platform and mm-hmm. how you need to... Can do the management of all these kinds of information for yeah. how long, and you need to case it with your policies and mm-hmm. other uh, instructions mm-hmm. in your website. You know, so
0: so, yeah. So maybe maybe as a as a short recap of some of the practical ideas what people should be doing. Uh, of course, this is a complex topic. No? As I mentioned before. Uh, I think if you have, let's say, a, a little bit more complex scenarios on, on your properties, it's always important to engage an expert on this and also to get some legal checks of what what is uh, meeting legal standards and where you have some exposure. And since this space is evolving, this is always a matter of interpretation, how you interpret the legal standards. No? But at least what what, um, a company could be doing at this point in time is take a look at their own website and say, when was the last time? First of all, do we have a data privacy policy implemented? And when was the last time we looked at it? Is it still consistent with the way we are doing business? Secondly, I would recommend taking a look at your newsletters. Just go through the list of uh, customer names you have in your database and newsletters and find out do I have uh, a date when this customer gave me the consent and for which ways of communications do we actually have the consent? So that's the newsletter and and let's say customer list or CRM topic, I would say. And uh, of course, the the interesting part is there when you you cannot confirm that you have uh, consent from the people, you cannot actually use the data. That's when a lot of people get tears in their eyes when we have to tell them, you have to delete the data, right? And uh, I just went through such an exercise, and we had to delete about 80% of the data. And people are really shocked. You can't do that. Well, so you have to think about this in the first place. If you want to make your business competitive, you have to be sure that you can actually be competitive. You can use the data, and you're very clear on the... um, on the privacy regulation. That's, I think, why I like this term "privacy by design" so much. No? And it really applies also to marketing. And I can't wait until we have an episode about that term again. No?
1: Yeah, it'd be very so, nice. What uh,
0: practical things. Can we can we tell people to do at this point in time?
1: Yeah, you know? for me, it's uh, what you said. It's very funny because when they say people that they need to delete data, no, and uh, uh, I need to prove also how that I delete this data and how I can prove that no that I really delete yeah. the data. So, it's,
0: really funny. So that
1: it's a, one more topic for us and uh, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because uh, how you can do that no and uh, for me uh, we have so lots of points uh, so many points that you need to look and say uh, what to do first and and uh, the first at all for us is ask the consent. Then you need to learn how to manage it, and then you are going to mm-hmm. how to put uh, policies in place. And then, oh, but now what we can do about that? Oh, now I need to delete. How I can delete that? No, mm-hmm. because uh, sometimes you can delete from some logs or others you need to, to maintain, and what I need to maintain, what I have to delete. So there are many questions that you can do in this patch of it this way, no? So mm-hmm. it's very important now, understand that the first step is ask, ask for the information, be sure that you have an authorization to be using the data. Now it's the first step I need, it's the most important for us today. Uh, is freely given consent and nabingers um, and asked and uh, it's better have more than less and one mm-hmm. problem Thomas that I'm seeing also here in Brazil lots of time it's because it take a time to ask a consent no and it's not how I can do that more efficiently and not every time have to give the consent and my my website comes uh so not interested (laughs) people don't (laughs) like sometimes to give consent and uh, how to to bring it in a more natural form for Mm. our websites it's something that people ask me a lot right it's not so easy because it's now a new way to work with Mm. that with personal data now
0: It's a good point. Actually, that brings us to to this future topic of consent management optimization or opt-in optimization, which I I thought we we keep for a little bit later time because we first had to talk about the basics here. Um, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think companies should not worry so much about it based on what I have seen uh, until now. I was also scared. I thought, okay, if we implement a consent management platform, we're basically killing the inflow of uh, good personal uh, data or leads that we can actually use. But then when I look at the data and just in these three categories, so give the full consent, don't give any consent or give a granular consent. What I have seen so far is that pretty much around 70-80% of visitors give the full consent. And then up to 5% really look into the details and then they check or uncheck where they want to give or not give any consent. And the rest of them basically say, I reject all. But still, you have to give them a good experience. And that's why I think that's where really the marketing and marketing technology meets the legal side. so that's why I think this is such an exciting topic no? because for a company that is suddenly uh, having a, a drop of 10, 20 percent for let's say high volume e-commerce companies for example, that translates in a lot of in a lot of cash actually, a lot of cash flow on a monthly basis. No? so it has to be thought through how to do that and how to do it right from the beginning and how to engage appropriately with customers.
1: No, I wow, I feel
0: like we have so many exciting topics, so we're probably going to be busy f- at least for the rest of the year with uh, topics <laughs> about this, no?
1: About the data protection, yeah, but it's very nice, and uh, mm-hmm. we need to be clear about that, and it's a very huge topic, you know, so mm-hmm. I think you are optimist uh, in the end of the year, but okay, it could be.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay so uh thanks for listening to our episode or watching wherever you um encounter this episode um feel free to leave uh, a comment a message or even you can uh, send a question in if you go to the uh, basic website for the uh, podcast on anchor fm or on our website, withigonia.net, there's an, a way how you can engage with each episode and ask questions for the next episode. So we'll be happy to consider that. Until then, uh, I wish everybody good luck, as always, and more fun with uh, consent management. And everybody have a great week ahead. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When you are looking for inspiration and help with your digital marketing and growth initiatives, please check out our digital marketing agency with Tigonia Digital. We provide a range of support from strategy to implementation tactics and optimization of digital marketing campaigns. From managed services to workshops and compact learning modules, our work supports you and your team. Discover more at Wittigonia.com. As Wittigonia Digital Marketing Agency, we are supporting our clients with implementation of data privacy policy according to GDPR. This includes, for example, implementation of best practices, website optimization, contact and engagement forms consent management and opt-in for cookies, as well as double opt-in for newsletters, just to mention a few. We do not provide legal advice. A legal assessment of websites, e-shops and marketing practices can only be conducted by an attorney of law or authorized lawyers. We will be glad to connect you to legal advisors upon request. Thanks for understanding. Thank you for listening. I hope you find this episode interesting and helpful. Please rate and share this episode with your team, colleagues and friends. You can find links to more information in the show notes of this episode.